You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. There's a place here at the table. Your coats go by the door. You can kick your shoes off in that pile on the floor. I hope you wore elastic because your waistband's going to get tight. Take time's done. We're having a night. Hello, friends. I'm Sophie. And I'm Ari, and you're listening to Having a Night. Wedding season four. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Oh, my God. Well, you know, wedding season, it's incredibly appropriate that we went to an actual wedding this past weekend. When was the last wedding we went to together? Was that Danny's? I think so. Which well, was yours. Four years ago. It's true, but mine doesn't really. We didn't go together. You know, it wasn't like we both happened to be at the same wedding at right. my wedding. No. Um, yeah, Danny's must have been at least four years ago. So it's been we were due. We were really overdue. And we were really there together this time, I gotta say. Well, yeah, partially because I barely knew anyone else there. So I was really hanging on to you. And let me say it's it is very rare to see you in those situations. I feel like in which situation where you don't know like the majority of the people there. No, I I mean when you're around some of my high school friends, that's sure. But I feel like that's rare. Normally we're with our friends. Right, 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 right. I thought you meant that in some way it was like, I thought I was getting a compliment of, you know, you know, everybody. <laughs> no, I'm, that's what I'm saying too. You usually no, do. But, but I really don't. Um, but it's funny because I have, I've definitely not gone to, which I think I've mentioned, but like on the podcast that I have not gone to one or two weddings where I really didn't know anybody other than the bride and groom, just because it's like, if you have to fill a whole weekend of stuff by yourself, it's a little tough. It really is. Just sort of have to hope that you get sat next to somebody wonderful. Luckily, all of your high school friends are so incredible. And I do know a bunch of them. Yes. But it was like, I was definitely pretending to myself like I had deeper bonds with people who I definitely only have superficial attachments to. It's a great but coping mechanism. Exactly. Who cares? Yeah. I had so much fun. I got trashed. I did too. I, I honestly, it's Monday morning, right? Or <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it's Monday evening <laughs> we, that we are recording this and I still feel like shit. I'm, I'm like, Oh, I have to go to bed immediately after this. It's 6 yes. p.m. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm also planning on a very early bedtime. I weirdly, I feel like I love sleeping in hotels. I always sleep so well in hotels. And for some reason last night was just such a bad night's sleep. I think I was just having like I was just missing home. I was just ready to be home, you know? Yeah. Um, so I slept like shit. I'm ready to get into bed at 9 p.m. Watch an episode of Sex Education. Have you seen it? No, it's the next on my list. I love it. I really I love it. Having the I got to start tonight. Oh, also, guys, today we are, don't worry, we're going to hit Thanksgiving. We know it's coming. In oh, yeah. Four days. Uh, I mean, our episode is going to air on fucking Thanksgiving. Holy shit. So part of me is like, Let's get through the wedding recap and then let's just dive into Thanksgiving. Okay. Okay. 
Let's begin. Everybody knows that her attire was the attire requested was creative formal, which I loved and thought a lot of people took the brief on. Me too. Yeah. What did you wear? What was your creative formal garb? I wore this vintage, like very seventies, uh, green kind of, what would you say? Like emerald green Mm -hmm. Jersey, one shoulder dress that had this like enamel little like yeah Yeah. that's how it stayed together just very plain but um easy to move in I do feel like in some of our pictures it's it's just pictures but I'm like am I pregnant what oh I was actually great I was gonna text you and be like you look so slamming in that dress it looks incredible in all the photos maybe you're I think we all obviously have weird things about certain angles of our body I mean I'm I'm, I'm hopelessly convinced that my double chin will never disappear. So I feel you, but it's it's gone. You did not look pregnant. I promise. Thank you. Yeah. So, and, but your outfit was truly spectacular. That's like your whole look was my, is my goal. Thank you. You're like seventies disco, but also like you look very comfortable because you had like, well, describe. Yeah. I was in a little suit. I was in like a black woven, like a knit suit, very stretchy, um, with, and it has like kind of, um, rainbow threading going through it. So it's more than just black. And then I was Mm -hmm. in this black corset that I've never worn this vintage black corset, but not, not corset corset, like a kind of a satin, bustier type thing yeah but it wasn't so obviously a bustier like it just right. red because the lighting which we will get to was very good in there I thought oh. nice and dark so I it agree. wasn't like I was staring at your bustier I was like oh she's wearing a nice satin like black tank right yeah it looked like it could have straps which it didn't but and I've never worn it and I do think you know I think there's a thing of like if you're grow if you grow up and you have big boobs it's like you sort of start out kind of hiding them in some way. Yeah. But now I'm looking in my closet and I have all these old pieces, like vintage pieces that I got from my mom and stuff that I've never worn. And I'm like, oh, I have to start wearing these and just stop, stop caring if people think I'm showing too much skin. Yeah. Um, true. Yes. I had a lot of fun in the outfit. And also I got to wear a little choker, which like I'm into embracing the choker again. Ooh, I am too. I really need to start wearing more necklaces. I always think they're a good idea. And then I put it on and I'm like, this this is not me. I know. I know. But then, but then it's like, if you work a whole outfit around it, suddenly it's a costume again, you know, Mm -hmm. you just are a woman who wears a necklace. We just, you know, we'd always circle back to costumes. Yes, we do. But the person who looked the best at the wedding was our friend Callie, the bride. Her dress was so stunning and simple and so her. Yeah. Like, talk about not letting the dress wear you. These are the kind of wedding dresses I really admire where it just looks like, oh, that's something that person would own. Yes, absolutely. The and talk about also costume. doing a whole look. She, like the hair, the makeup, the veil, it all fits so well together. It had actually, I think, a very kind of 60s, not definitely not mod, but like, a very sixties vibe to it of kind of like almost like a bouncy blowout and like a winged liner. God, you know, when people look like they're lit from within, that's how she looks the whole weekend. Really did. And this long sleeve dress, which I just love a long sleeve and backless. I mean, it was gorgeous and no lace, which I'm kind of into these days too. I think, I think unless the lace, 
listen, everybody goes for lace. So like, of course there are beautiful lace dresses, but I think unless the lace is really special, if it doesn't, you know, it's like, if I could go to mood and buy the lace, then I don't want it on a wedding dress. Yeah. Mood fabrics is a fabric store in New York for those not in the know. This was my big revelation. We walked into the ceremony and the chairs were done in a circle around the chuppah. Theater in the round, if you will. Exactly. And I was like, this is fucking genius because every time, you know, you're sat in the back or you're sat in the front and that's embarrassing or whatever, and you can't see, it was so lovely to have in the round. And then everybody just has a great view, which like, duh, that's the point. Yeah. Stating the obvious, but. Yeah. And one of the benefits of theater in the round in general, and it, it goes to, for ceremonies as well, is that you are focused on the one and the thing on stage, but then you can also see kind of the other people that you're with, yeah. it just becomes more of like a community. You know, we're all here together. And Absolutely. I think that actually is perfect for a wedding because we are all here together witnessing this event. We've all been part of these people's lives and, and yeah. Yeah. So it's just gorgeous. And it was so, so what November, what was the date of what is today? today Her is wedding the, was the 20th. Yes. The 20th freezing cold in Chicago it was so kind of dark and sparkly, lots of candles, which I are, I, I, I mean, I can't even get the words out because that's how necessary they are. And you just kind of saw everyone glowing during this yeah. ceremony and twinkling and the chuppah. I mean, it's, it was perfect. And I also think it's like, okay, thinking about the fact that usually when you go to a wedding, you're staring at the person at, you're staring at the officiant. Mm-hmm. You know, like you don't really exactly. have a face view of the bride or groom until they turn to you like with their hands up being like, we did it or whatever. Yeah. I was sat in back of the hoopah. So I was looking at the two of them the entire time. Yeah. And that was so moving and wonderful because then you really actually see all of the expressions, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Hit her in the round, man. All right. And then we moved from the ceremony, which was so great. I loved, um, they, Our friend Callie is a professional poet. They did not have any poetry readings during the ceremony, did they? They just, they had some family members. It was so, and friends do um, some blessings and some people also threw in some poetry, but I loved that. I loved like um, people, they were like lining up. I think there were eight people and coming up. Seven, yeah. Yeah. it, It was the Jewish seven blessings, but not done as the seven blessings, I think. Whoops. I wouldn't have known if I hadn't had a program. Yeah. It was just beautiful and so heartfelt and true to them and didn't feel like a production. It just felt, it was so simple and beautiful. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then we moved downstairs and I want to talk about the lamb meatballs because God, they were good. They were, they were the only appetizer I got. There were, there were lamb meatballs. There was a fried cauliflower thing. And there was a stuffed date, which I'm not a big date person. I can't help it. I'm like, I wish I could get into a date. Cause what a great sweet treat, but a date with a pistachio <laughs> pesto that I did not try. The lamb meatballs were incredible. And then there was like a little, right. Like I said, fried cauliflower thing. Very, very yummy. But then the, the food at the wedding was so fucking good. It was some of the best food I've ever had at a wedding. If not yes. the best, it was so good. I'm, I think it was the catering team from Publican in Chicago, which is like Chicago 
classic restaurant. You can't go wrong. And that's one of the benefits of doing a wedding in a city is that you can, you can find the best caterers, the best food around, but oh my gosh. And I was just going to say, and like from restaurants that you know and love, right. It's not just like, Oh yeah. Yes. Anyway. All right. Go ahead. No. So we were in like the cocktail room area. The bar was great. It was big enough that we didn't, there wasn't a huge line to get drinks because that's a, you don't want that happening at your wedding. People getting impatient and unhappy. Um, And then we all kind of processed into the main room for the reception, for the sit down dinner. Um, Just beautiful. This, that whole space kind of industrial loft, um, we were upstairs before and there were kind of like walkways and you can just picture it. Lots of wood and exposed cement. beam vibes, mm-hmm. exposed beam vibes. Very 2021. So true. And what did we, what did, was the first course? Was there a salad? I don't believe so. I'm worried that Harry's like going to peek his head in and be like, there was, there was, remember, because there was, was a really good green goddess dressing that yes. came on the side, which usually I hate dressing on the side, but I loved that. And you guys, okay, it was green goddess dressing that didn't just come on the side. It came in a jug. So it was like, there was enough green goddess dressing for you to have a quarter cup worth on your salad. It was so good. And then like this focaccia bread. Yeah. They had crackers. The food, I really, I'm not being hyperbolic. Like it was so tasty. In fact, when people started dancing, I was like, wait a minute, I'm not ready. I'm really not ready. And that's, I guess, one of the downsides of having good food at the wedding. But so what did, what did we have? There was, um, an incredible roast chicken. Oh my God. The roast chicken was unreal. I believe there was a lake trout. It was an Arctic char. And this was actually my favorite part of the night. Well, sorry, not my favorite. (laughs) A memorable part of the evening was I was sitting next to Harry and, um, you know, the server comes up and she goes, and this is going to be the salmon. And it's like, first of all, I have the menu right in front of me. So I'm like, it's going to be the salmon, but right now it's our earth. It's, it's Arctic char, but in five minutes, it's going to be the salmon. So, you know, the fish before your eyes. Yeah. Um, I hate that when servers are like, and this is going to be the steak. It's like, what is it now? We've really got to do an episode on the explanation of menus. I went back to Trois Chevaux, which is that beautiful Angie Mar restaurant here. And I love it so much. And it's so good. But the last time we were here, we were there. The, the waiter ex- explained the menu in such excruciating detail that like we were all looking across at one another. Like, no, I know, like, I know what lettuce is. You don't have to tell me yeah. about the fact that like, it will add some crunch to the dish. Like just crazy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this was going to be the salmon, but it was actually now an Arctic char, char at this delish. moment in time. And yes. And you know what? Like if you just, and okay, we can't forget the kind of, uh, dark horse was this, the carrot spetzel. Oh my God. It's it oh was my God. very inventive as yes. well. Not inventive in a, oh, they're experimenting way. Just like really well roasted carrots with spetzel, which is not a dish that I would think to create. It was so good. Spetzel, if you guys don't know, it's almost like, um, a very tightly rolled noodle. It's like a German and Austrian classic and it's goddamn delicious. That's right. Look it up. Yeah. Mm. Really good cake. Brown butter cake, brown butter cake. It was really, 
really delicious. It was so delicious, in fact, that I think Chris had like two slices. And then later, like a couple hours later, we're dancing. They've already cleared the tables. We go to back to our table, I don't know, to like grab something, a drink perhaps. And there's a there's a slice of cake there. And Chris, like without a uh without a without what, batting an eye. Without batting an eye, he's like oh wow like like a little kid like oh my like like the universe just opened up and plopped down a piece of cake just for me and then of course my friend Corey comes up behind us just like sorry that's mine <laughs> but just the genuine like wide-eyed little kid oh wow he loves cake hey god I love cake Speaking of cake, I didn't have any cake on my birthday, not to drop that it was just my birthday, but it was just my birthday and I didn't have cake. So I, I, I was very happy to make up my lack of cake at the wedding. It was so yeah. Excellent. Also very good wines. That's why I got so drunk because the white wine was so good. And I was, I think, you know, often you go to a wedding and the wine's not that good. So I was like, oh, I probably won't drink wine. Instead I was in Chugsville. Boy, oh boy. It was delicious. And the speeches were so phenomenal. I mean, Callie and Michael are just a uniquely hilarious couple. The two of them are just, they're like the funny, funny friend in the group and their families are the same. And yeah, the speeches were so heartfelt and, and funny and thought thoughtful. And I I mean, it was great. I'm scared for my wedding now. What are you talking about? It's going to be the same. And you know what? I didn't hear once my least favorite way to start a speech, which is hi, everyone. My name's Ari. And if you don't know me, I am the time. If you don't, and if you don't already know me, I am a friend of it's the worst. But then I was also thinking about it, like listening to the speeches. It's so hard to write a good speech. And for a group of people who, who not only might not know who you are, but don't necessarily know who you are in connection to the couple. Like it is actually a tough thing of if you are somebody's friend from college and you haven't met anybody on the, let's say groom side, there is a weird impulse to say that to, to, to validate the reason that you are there actually giving a speech. Right. But wouldn't you just be like, Hey, I'm Sophie, Ari, and I went to college to whatever. Went oh, to grad of school course. I mean, or I wouldn't say that and I would just launch into it, you know, but, but yeah. I, but I understand of course the feeling of being like, I don't know what I'm here saying speaking, God, man, wedding speeches are so hard. I was thinking we could make a class for women. Um, about how, like public speaking, but specifically giving speeches at weddings because okay. you, I, but I need to take the class. No, you're fine. No. Oh my God. I get so nervous. Yeah. But you don't speak in this kind of thing, which I think for some reason, the contemporary young woman, I think it has Ooh. to do with like needing to come off as nice and like, take your time, but it's men aren't like that. There's just this pattern of everything I say. And it's hard to listen. And then it's very hard to listen because you're rolling your eyes so hard. Exactly. And then you're like, oh, wait, actually what they're saying is hilarious or brilliant or or here. But because it sounds like a joke. I really think there just is something that happens in our schooling or at some point in our development in which maybe it's just, you know, women 
it's like that thing of like women trying to make themselves as small as possible. And so they're making their voices as small as possible. And like, just trying not to make any waves, but to be really nice. Whereas men are then like, they're taking up space. And like, yes. it's such a, and it sucks because it's like, it really, then you leave a wedding and you're like, wow, why are men's speeches so much better than women's? It's like, of course they're not. It's just that we haven't been, oh God, I don't know, given the space. Yeah. There's something to it. There, there really is. So look out for the having a night speech class coming to you in 2030. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we all, after the dancing, the DJ was great. We went, no, not a band. It was a DJ. It was a DJ. Um, we went to this cool little bar that was near the hotel, which was helpful for those of us staying at the hotel. It was kind of got like some cute speakeasy vibes. We had the back room, like casual, fun, um, a lot of empanadas, which is a fun late night snack. Oh my God. I totally forgot about the empanadas. Yeah. I mean, I was, I, I'm great out. So what can I, I say? Well, you got, you like really did it up and went to Wiener Circle. I'm very jealous. Oh yeah. I've never to- been. I'm so thrilled that I've finally been. Now I get what all the hoopla is about. The, mm-hmm. the hot dogs are goddamn delicious. True. Chili cheese fries. So good. I was in heaven. And I also, I, I don't generally believe in the, like, if you eat something late at night, like it'll soak up the alcohol, but it really did. Like it really, I think lessened my hangover in a quite dramatic way. So yeah. Um, yeah, it was a great wedding and it was great with our congratulations, Callie and Michael. We love you guys so much. Let's move on to Thanksgiving because they will be in rapid succession. Hmm. You're going to Michigan with your parents. Correct. And What's on the menu. Um, well, for those of you who don't know, um, <laughs> although it's been on the having a night on Instagram, my dad has a fire pit and a, like a crazy rotisserie situation. So I think we're going to try and rotisserie the turkey. Which oh my really god! Exciting and like fun to be kind of like outside all day. Yes. See, you guys, you have all the same stuff that we have, but your dad actually uses it. My dad like has it and then tries it once, then is like, let's just cook inside. Oh, they're always trying to be like, no, come on, let's do it outside. I mean, that's yeah. so. I'm so envious. I could spit. <laughs> and then, so it's me and my family and everyone's significant other. And then my, my aunt and uncle and their three kids. Um, I think, you know, people are, people are always asking me like, what are your favorite Thanksgiving foods? And I'm a purist. Me too. Like, I just yeah. want really good stuffing. It's like, my dad's been making this stuffing forever. He has the old clipping from the eighties from gourmet magazine. It's mm. like, you know, it's basically dust and there's sausage in it. There's obviously bread in it. And the past few years we've been using my sister Marissa's bread, which mm. takes it to another level. Oh my God. Can I just hold on? Just say that Chris and I, when we got to Chicago, we went to a restaurant um, Thursday night and I had forgotten that they served my sister's bread there. The bread hits the table and I'm like, holy shit. And then eating the bread, I was like, this is, I know she's my sister, but this is the best bread in like in the world. This is like, I would stop eating meat. I understand why people, when, yeah. when the, the invention was 
of bread was such a big deal. That's how it feels eating her bread. Wow. I mean, that's kind of my only regret from the weekend is that I didn't get to spend more time eating with you out in Chicago because I'd like to have a bread. I'd like to have a chop at Gibson's. There's so much. I've never been to Pequod's. I've never had real Chicago deep dish. Like there's so much that I need to do. At least I crossed Wiener's circle off, but yeah, your sister is a master baker and it's true. Bread is life. Some might say water is life. I say, I say it's bread. But isn't there something about like, like the grain stem is sort of like symbolic really of human life. I mean, Mm -hmm. grain, and then we made things out of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I could absolutely go vegetarian as long as cheese and bread are and pasta are on the list. For sure. You know? Um, So where was I? Why was I talking about that? He makes, he uses her bread for stuffing. Oh yes. And then, um, I'm, you know, I always need to have some canned cranberry sauce. We talked about this last year on the pod. I, you know, someone might make a great cranberry sauce, but I just want the option of the sure. a, a slice of the jelly. I think if you're a person who grew up with the round, then you can't not have it. Yeah. Right. It's like you just, it's a, it's a classic. It's an easy classic. Some yeah. might say the easiest of the classics. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course the mashed potato. Yeah. But it's gotta be a good one. It has. So, okay. I have a little bit of a bone to pick with the New York times food section, the cooking app, if you will, on the New York times. Cause I was on the phone with my dad today talking about the Thanksgiving menu. He was like, well, you know, I've, you know, I subscribe to the New York times cooking to their newsletter and they send me these recipes every single day. He's like, and you know, even just things like, like new techniques for my mashed potatoes, I'm like your mashed potatoes are already perfect. You don't need yeah. to be trying out some dumb new technique that they have to put out so much content. I mean, they basically have to publish what, like five to 10 recipes every single day. There are not that many. It's like, you know, um, factorials it's It's like 100 exclamation point. It's like, there are not that many ingredients in the world. So most of the combinations that are tasty have been done. Like most of the ways of cooking a thing, we already know how to cook it in the best way. This is why like, Sure. Serious Eats is great if you're like, but really what is the best way to soft boil an egg? But in general, it's like, I don't know. Uh, It's mashed potatoes. Use, use the kind of potatoes that you think are best, which, you know, usually some might say are Idaho, of course, because Yukon golds are too, um, waxy. Mm -hmm. So a fluffy Idaho, use a lot of butter, use some whole milk, a little bit of nutmeg or some garlic, like use a ricer. Use a ricer. Absolutely. Exactly. Keep them fluffy. Cause I'm like, my dad has made so many kimchi stews from New York times cooking app. And like, (laughs) they're just not very good. Cause he made all this kimchi, which is so, so good. But then at a certain point, like what you're supposed to do with a kimchi, I think after you've had it for like a month or something is you should make it into a stew, but whatever the recipes are on there, uh, I'm like, Oh God, it just drives me crazy. I'm like, just put it on some rice instead. And I'll be happy. Yeah. Well, we got to get them on the phone. Yes. New York times. <laughs> anyway. So yes, I'm with you on the, on the mashed potatoes and I'm hoping my dad does not decide to go like in some, cra- you know, he'll probably be like, well, I read a, a episode for Yuzu mash. Yeah. No, don't do that. However, exactly. my dad, that was one of the first things he said to me when I came home today, he was like, Oh, oh, we found this new thing, like this new mashed potato thing. And I rolled my eyes, but it's, but the thing he was referring to is, excuse me, um, steaming the potatoes rather than boiling. 
because I guess if you boil, you know, you lose some of the flavor to the water. Interesting. Okay. That's probably exactly what my dad was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. No yuzu, but (laughs) no, my dad. Yeah. He, I mean, I'm joking about the yuzu. He just likes to put it in everything. Um, desserts. Will you be in charge of any of those things? No, I'm always too full for dessert. I just want like another, I want like a gravy smoothie. Yes. (laughs) You know, I don't want to go in for the cake. I want to pour gravy down my mouth out of the vessel that it's served in. To me though, it's like the dessert is almost a sejura before you go back for another mm-hmm. round. It's, it's, so a, in a, way, it's a palate cleanser. Exactly. It's the palate cleanser. It's the intermission, which I'm sure some people would be like a lemon sorbet, like keep it really light and sort of almost astringent, but that's not how I feel, baby. But I agree to me, desserts are not the main event of Thanksgiving. God bless people who do think that they are like, but no, non per me, grazie. Yeah. We are, however, doing a pumpkin flan this year, which I'm so excited about. Ooh, who's making that? You? Yeah, me and Harry are going to make it. And who's coming? Um, me and my parents and Harry. Oh, great. great. Oh, but we also got, okay, so I'm so excited about this. Basically, it turns out, you know, when you get scallops anywhere, you yeah. get a small white disc, right? Uh-huh. Small white round cylinder, whatever. So that is only really one part of the scallop. So when they get imported to America, for instance, like if you're at a really fancy sushi restaurant and you're having like a scallop from Japan, like a Hokkaido scallop, mm-hmm. they are only, they are not allowed to import them with the other muscle, which is also totally edible. So there mm-hmm. are a few places now that will send them to you and they come in the shell. So they're called live scallops. So they come in the shell with the scallop that we think of. And then also the muscle that's attached, which can be orange. It almost looks like a top, like it'll be like a tamale ish situation. Mm-hmm. It's not, but it sort of is like kind of in that looks like, I, I don't know, that texture, whatever. Um, so we got live scallops this year from a place in Maine. Sending them. I'm so excited. So we'll have those as our appetizer. I love um, that. And I mean, scallops, like they are quite rich. So, but we also usually do Thanksgiving kind of early, which I know you and I differ on this. I can but be so convinced like, here. If, especially if you do it early and you have like a scallop and then you kind of drag the meal out for three hours yeah. and then at 7 PM you go, you have a Turkey BLT, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, just quick. Gotta, I gotta know how to open these scallops. Do you use an oyster knife? A shucker, I think or is so. It- yeah, I think that, hold on. I also want to tell you guys what it is, what the company is called, because I think it's like kind of a big deal that these people do it. Of course, my dad read about it in the New York Times. Um, mm. Do, 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 do. It's in my trash. Yes, it's in my trash. What does your Gmail inbox look like? Do you have like pages and pages or do you delete things as they come? I try and delete things as I come. Me too. But- okay, they're from... Sorry, really quickly. They're from Glidden Point Oyster Farms. So if you're interested in live scallops. Sounds familiar. Um, sorry, your Gmail. You try to delete them, but. Not important for this episode. Mm, okay. Um, <laughs> here's another good Thanksgiving question or point of com- topic. Uh, 
are you guys, so I know you're doing scalloped as an app. What about, are, are, is there a cheese board? Is there a charcuterie? Are there, you know, are there little, is there an antipasti moment? Is there a chip hour? Well, first of all, my parents are so obsessed with chip hour. So I'm sure they will, we will create a chip hour of some kind. And, you know, we have now this professional meat slicer. Yeah. We have this gigantic meat slicer. So basically my dad has become obsessed, obviously, with always having a gigantic chunk of something smoked or you know, cure. Yeah. And is he um, there like cutting it? Um, oh yeah. Like if you want a piece of prosciutto and he's going to cut it fresh. He yes, loves it. Exactly. Loves the job. He does. He loves the job, but usually, you know, he'll, he'll make a whole board of it. So he won't be sort of standing there the entire time, but there might be a moment for that. I doubt there will be any cheese. Yeah. I think if you have cheese before you have a Thanksgiving dinner, like you're doing it all wrong. I mean, that's how I feel. And yet, and every year we say, guys, family powwow, we don't need an antipasti moment. We can just have Thanksgiving. Yeah. And my mom, Susan will like secretly prepare a giant cheese <laughs> ever without fail. And then we'll be like, mom, we told you we don't need that. And she's like, well, I just thought, I don't know. I had it. And it's like, and then I eat all of it and then I regret it. But you know, when I don't regret it, when everyone is eating like pecan pie, which I'm not a fan of, yeah. and I'm like, give me that, give me that wheel of brie. That's just been getting gooier and more delicious sitting out for the past three hours. Yeah. I think I would rather have as always a cheese moment after the meal. Cause then it's also like, then you've had all of your Thanksgiving flavors, whatever. And then you can fill up on some cheese. Yeah. Um, I'm also a big believer as I'm sure we've discussed in a crunchy raw element. So we're going to be having a fennel salad with the Thanksgiving meal. Yes. Yes. You can even do it afterwards, like very French style, do it after the whole meal. Cause I feel like this is such a weird thing, but sometimes I'm so full that I'm like, no, I actually need something crunchy and like icy and acidic. Exactly. To constrain. I want to burn through everything. Yeah, precisely. I also, but I do like having it available with everything else because I, it's also for me about temperatures. Like mm-hmm. I don't like a lot of really hot stuff. I think that's why I like the cranberry, like uh, jelly cranberry sauce because mm-hmm. it's cold. Yeah. So I like having like a cold bite of fennel or, or cranberry sauce and with warm turkey. I mean, I just, sorry, I'm just thinking about like, if you were doing like a homemade cranberry sauce with a bunch of orange zest and stuff with a bite of fennel, like, doesn't that sound like such a beautiful combination? Yes. I think you're really onto something. I think that we're going to Thanksgiving has a new tradition and that's fennel. <laughs> that's well, fennel has a place at every table. Yeah. It really I M H O. Do people say that out loud? I have no idea. I don't even know what the, in my humble opinion, that's what that means. Okay. Millennial. I saw a, um, Harry's niece sent a text that said D W about it. Don't worry okay. about it. Oh, I would have been like, uh, don't, don't, I have no idea. I had never seen that. Never seen it. God, soon it's just going to be, you're just going to get texts that are just a string of random letters. Yeah. <laughs> have to piece it together. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's Thanksgiving. I mean, it, I think it's, you know, we've talked about Thanksgiving so many times before. Of course, we're here talking about it for the fourth goddamn time. It's going to be really special this year, I think, for a lot of people who weren't able to celebrate it last year. Yes, it's so true. And especially with, with our loved ones. Um, I really am looking forward to a very, very 
crisp, cold glass of champagne. Like that feels very Thanksgiving to me, almost yeah. more than a red wine in some ways. For sure. I love that. Ooh, I can't wait. I can't believe that's this week. Planning your wedding the weekend before Thanksgiving is kind of brilliant. Just because yeah. it feels like, I mean, I get to go home and then be home for Thanksgiving. And it's like this trip has so many different facets. But anyway, having if, if anyone here is debating having their wedding the, the weekend before a major holiday or event, I think go for it because it just puts everyone in like a festive mood. It kicks right. off a, a series of good times. Well, it's like people then already feel licensed to be on vacation as opposed to being like, well, it's two days, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So where are you with your wedding? What's going on? Oh, brief update. We have, so as you guys all know, we've been looking mostly at venues in upstate New York, but we expanded our search, uh, over the past few days here in Chicago mm-hmm. and we found some really great places. So now it's like, how do we choose between two completely different wedding styles? One being like out in, you know, upstate New York, like bucolic, beautiful kind of borscht belt, family resort kind of vintage, but chic summary, or like good times Chicago, a little more like raw and fun and goofy and the spoiler alert, the the place right now that's the front runner in Chicago is a, like a concert hall. So it's just a, it's actually a historic landmark that's just built for, for good times and fun. Like you cannot have no, you cannot have fun. None there. <laughs> it's only fun. Time. You can only have fun ton. Exactly. Yeah. And think about, I mean, if you're a person who enjoys thinking about energy, I mean, the end the fun energy that has been had in that. Exactly. Very good. And like the sound system's incredible. Even in the bathrooms, it's like, it feels like you're at the, you know, they've got like great different music playing really loud in the bathroom. It's very. Wait, so did you guys just go there because you went to a concert and then we're looking around being like, wait, this would be mm-hmm. perfect. No, we actually went to look at it for a venue as a okay. venue. And then they have a restaurant attached, which is delicious. It's called Do Sex. It's owned by the same, uh, I think it's the Longman and Eagle people. Okay. Um, I think they, they have a Michelin star. I mean, it's incredible food. So then we had dinner and then the people taking us on the tour were so nice. And they were like, oh, there's a concert tonight, which we knew, but it was sold out. And they were like, we'll just put you on the list. And so then we ended up going to the concert. You're meant to have your wedding there. Look at how much good juju came out of it. And, and it sounds like you could probably have the food from there. Oh, you know, we would have to have. The I food mean, there. hello. Well, okay, here's the thing. Putting your hand, tell me what's the thing. It's summer, summer in Chicago, like, which is the best time of year in Chicago. And you want to take advantage of the sunset so late and it's so beautiful. And this place is like, uh, there's no natural light. It's a concert hall. You know, there's no windows. So asking everyone to like come out of this beautiful day into a cavernous, dark hole for six hours feels weird. Okay. So we're looking then maybe we do the ceremony somewhere else and then we go do go there for the reception. Yeah. Except you love everything in one place. I know, but I might have to, um, you know, you have to make concessions. That's what I've learned. That's what planning a wedding is. It's as like long as the concession is not the food. You're fine. Don't worry. It won't be. This is anything I, um, so, okay. If I were to ask you just right now, 
pull trigger a decision, whatever, however a person would say that Chicago or New York. Just right now, and this might change right now, right now, in right five now. minutes, I would say New York. And that okay. is because, that is because I had such a great time at Callie and Michael's wedding. And I wish I had more time around them and around my friends. Mm. I really respect, and I think it's so chic to be like, here, just come to our wedding or like come to the rehearsal dinner this day and the wedding. And like, that's enough. I think that's very sophisticated and something that we definitely thought we wanted and possibly do. But then I was like, but I wish I was just staying at this place with all my friends and we could be with each other all day. It's just never enough time when it's with people you love. Okay. I hear that. That is a very good reason. Yeah. They're honking outside. They are honking. It's time to go. (laughs) It is basically time to go. But before we go, you said you were just uh, working on your guest list. Oh, you know what I'm doing? I'm just like counting different groups of friends getting the numbers like to make sure they're even between me and Chris. Yeah. And then also if we do end up doing this one place where everyone can stay, there are different rooms kind of all around this resort. So I'm like, who, that might help us decide if, if, you know, are there 30 rooms here? Does that fit a group? Right. 10 rooms here. Would that be family members? I don't know. It's just kind of a fun puzzle exercise. Yeah. And that's also a really fun puzzle exercise in terms of, right, who gets to stay in what. It's it's almost mm-hmm. like doing small for a dinner, yes. but just obviously much more extreme. Also, yes. shout out to the fact that at Callie and Michael's wedding, they not only did table numbers, but they also did actual small, which I really appreciated because I hate getting a table number when you get there and it's a free for all. And you're like, wait, like oh. if I don't know a lot of people here, then you can't just leave me on my own. Oh my God. I have never been to a wedding like that. That sounds oh, awful. Really? Oh no. no. They, they do that all the time. Well, it's like people always wait to do their table, their seating arrangements, which I get, cause you have to wait for the, all the RSVPs to come in, but uh, that's not something you want to be like, Oh, sorry. We didn't have time. Couldn't do it. Yeah. Wait. Okay. Now that you're fully in the wedding industrial complex, why then, yeah. do people send out a save the date? but with no details about where it will be. Is that because they've chosen a date, but haven't found a venue? Or is that just like, oh, we're just going to drag out the suspense. I have no idea. I guess I would assume the latter. I, I think it's it must more be the latter. I mean, I think it's weird that people send out that most 99% of save the dates don't have an RSVP attached. It's almost as if you send out the save the date, hoping that if someone cannot come, they let you know. Mm, but I think it's probably just another opportunity for the wedding industrial complex to make more money. Like, oh, you also have to send out these. Yeah. If you don't send out the save the date, no one will have saved the date and no one will be at your wedding. Right. (laughs) And sometimes people send the invitations really late. So that's true. But if you don't have that date saved, then I'm like, wait, why are you sending the invitations so late? And is that a calligraphy thing? Like, is it because I love to get a wedding invitation and then I take a PS, I take a picture of it and then I throw it in the garbage. Oh, I love having it. And I like bringing it. Yeah. You bring it with you? If it's a, if it's a destination wedding, cause then sometimes you don't know about the Wi-Fi, you can't remember the password for the couple's Zola site. And so I then you're like, oh, I just have it. Yeah. I, I take photos it. of everything. Well, huh. See, cause I'm always like, I think there is nothing better than beautiful stationery. But it's one thing to send a note on beautiful stationery that a person would want to have and hold. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, you get, we've gotten so many invitations to weddings over the years. 
Yeah. Do you then keep it forever? No, I just okay. have, a, you know, like a cork board above my desk and I like to have it. I just like whatever's coming up. Like to, exactly. This will be the salmon. Yes. This, this is going be to wedding. be the steak at the wedding. Yes. <laughs> All right. I think we should let these poor people go. Guys, we love you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Ari and I really just wax poetic about our friend's wedding, but we had such a great time and we we loved you so much. So it required ample explanation. And our friend, Michael, the groom was sporting his having a nightcap basically at all times besides the ceremony, like the wedding itself. That's right. God, Michael, we should have spent more time on this episode talking about you because it's clear you are the real fan here. You Thank really, you, Michael. <laughs> we love you, Michael Burns. We sure do. Keep wearing um, that hat. Keep wearing that hat. It will take you far. Um, have a happy Thanksgiving, everyone. We'll see you next week. Sorry, we've been gone for two weeks, but it was too complicated to find a time to record. Um, we'll be back for more talk about weddings. Hopefully, I'll have a, like a venue set by then. If not, I'm not getting married. <laughs> Okay, she put it out into the universe. She's got one week to figure it out. Okay, thanks for listening, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you, Colin. Thank you, Callie and Michael. And I'm going to repost our Thanksgiving, our hilarious <laughs> Thanksgiving video oh from gosh. last year. You have to immediately. Yeah. Done. Immediately. Okay. I got uh, oh, yeah, bye, 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 bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.